Welcome to the podcast, Fatherhood, Perspectives on Righteous, Intentional Parenting, where two guys discuss and explore the challenges of parenting. They share their experiences, ideas, and perspectives as they search for ways to be better sons, husbands, and dads. Here are the hosts, Joseph Winkle and Taylor Greenhall. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you doing today? I am doing great, Taylor. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Excited, as always, to talk to you. Yeah, glad to be here. And uh, we had such a great podcast, I felt, last week. I, I really appreciated your thoughts, Jim's thoughts, as we talked about anxiety and how that can work in parenting fatherhood in our lives. I felt it was definitely one of our stronger messages. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate you saying that. It's a tough thing to talk about, but I feel like it was warranted to discuss it because it is it is so real and so prevalent, and I think it's good to talk about. Yeah, I don't think you could meet a person today that doesn't know somebody dealing with uh, anxiety, depression, or something in that spectrum. So today, uh, as we've been chatting about our podcast, what I've thought about is uh, kind of along those lines about having hard days. So I had a pretty hard day this week. It started out, I showed up uh, to my work, and I found out that uh, someone we had um, really helped and trusted um, had kind of taken advantage of Mm -hmm. us um, financially. And it was difficult to hear. But I was like, well, you know, people make decisions, and hopefully they'll, they'll find their way to a better and have better behavior. And then um, not much longer than that, I found out that a very good friend of mine I'd gone to high school with, and we'd just been to lunch a few days ago, that his youngest daughter had unexpectedly and tragically passed away. And that was just really, I felt uh, just a great weight in darkness. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, I've known, I've had a number of friends who've had children pass away unexpectedly, and I've seemed to be right there within a few hours of that happening, and, and they're with them in that suffering. And it just brought this real kind of, you know, heaviness uh, into my life. I got home from work and was meeting to help with a service project of someone who just moved into our area. They're a member of our church, a widow, recently widowed, and her small children moving into a home. And we show up there, and I'm talking to her. I talked to her Sunday and said, hey, you know, we'd love to come over and see what we can do to help you get your house prepared to move in. And as we sit down, I... I um, I hear about her experience of buying this home. And of course, I hear about her her husband who had you know just died almost exactly a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, very quick um, experience, and then they've moved all the way over across the country here. And she really uh, it was it was just a bad deal her purchasing this home. I feel like she kind of got taken advantage of, and so that was weighing on me. I see this you know, really amazing young mother with his little family and they're kind of on their own and someone's taking advantage of them. And, mm. and I'm, boy, I'm just feeling it. Like I was not in a good place. Uh, just a lot of darkness. It just felt like the world seemed pretty dark yeah. and I was just getting kind of tired of it. And then something really interesting happened and that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. And that's the fastest way out of your problems. Yeah. And what happened is, We finished talking, and then we started working. Me and my friend started uh, helping her with the home, and she's got a lot of repairs to do. And we just got to work. And we're there kind of working. She was kind of working alongside of us and directing us. Her kids were kind of keeping themselves uh, comfortable or or busy. And all of a sudden, all those 
cares just went away. And uh, in the service of a fellow being, mm-hmm. I found peace. Yeah. And it wasn't uh, masking the problem or you know, just focusing on something else. I guess that was probably part of it. But those feelings didn't come back. I was uh, grateful. As she was, of course, very grateful for us coming and helping. She needs a lot of help, and there's more and more people coming to help now. We have so many people coming to help this great mother. And uh, But for me, in the service, I found my peace. And it was a, it was a great reminder for me. I've heard that before. I think we talked about it in another episode, but it was a great reminder for me of the blessings of serving others. And I really do believe it's the quickest way out of your problems is to jump into somebody else's. Yeah. So that's kind of what I want to talk about. Oh, absolutely. I think I'm glad we're talking about this for a couple of reasons. Number one, like you said, we've mentioned it in a couple of podcasts, but I do think it deserves some more time to be discussed because it, it is that important. And then a word that you said that I think is a a powerful word in this. And as we talk about getting in these dark places, the anxiety and fear and depression bring about, we we have a tendency sometimes to get stuck in those. Spend a lot of time pondering what is the emotion or what is the feeling that I'm striving for that is the opposite of this rut that I'm in. And I think peace is a great way to describe it. Uh, you, you know, I, I kind of opened up last week about my anxiety and my fears and my depressions that I've struggled with. And the, I feel like, you know, we've talked about faith being the opposite of those fears, but I feel like the thing that it has denied me of a lot in my life is a feeling of peace. And so I love the way that you describe that because I've been striving for that because I, I, feel, I feel a lot of anxieties when I think about certain situations or struggles that I'm having. And there's such a difference when I can just allow myself to be peaceful about things and let someone who knows more than me and infinitely more than me be in control of my life. Yeah, I I can agree more. That's, you know, I think about how I've learned the principle of service over my life. Again, thankfully, I was brought up, uh, you know, in a Christian family as members of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, service is something that we're taught and you can see it everywhere in catastrophe relief, relief help um, and service throughout the world. Um, that's something our church teaches, our faith. But what's been interesting, even for me as a young man in the church organization, they would have these service activities. And I always remember, I'd think, well, what are we doing this week for activity? And when it would be service, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> not service, you know. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't want to do that. And then, but some, even at a young age, the same thing happens every time. And that is that there's a resistance up front because mm-hmm. it's going to be work or, you know, whatever you're going to be doing. But inevitably, every single time afterwards is the joy of the service. Yeah. And it's, it's not even the results of what you've done. It's something, a change within you. Like you said, a higher yeah. power that knows. And it changes us from the inside out. And from a young age, I started learning this. And, and I was much, much older, you know, uh, after serving as a missionary for a few years, that I, it didn't become as much of a challenge. Then right. when an opportunity to serve came, I would quickly say yes. And then pretty soon, um, the time would come, and then I'd be thinking, oh, yeah, I forgot I volunteered for that. Right. little resistance, 
great blessing to where now, uh, you know, 50 years old, I see an opportunity. I go and try to figure out yeah. how I can be a part of it. It's a blessing all the way through the resistance Absolutely. is left. So that's, uh, again, fun to see how we can even grow in a principle. Yeah. And no, nothing ever, nothing bad can ever come of helping someone else. And I think that's a powerful lesson. I just, just today, my wife's out of town with our kids. She called me and said, Oh, our neighbor, our former neighbor who just, we just helped move, who's a widow, called her and was struggling with some things. And my wife called me and said, Will you just please go check on her on your way home from work? And I, it's interesting that that happened today because I thought about it and I thought, yeah, there's nothing, you know, maybe she's, maybe she's sick or maybe she's struggling. So that might be a struggle, but the act of serving, nothing bad can come from me, come, me stopping and checking on this woman and, and helping her if she needs help. And I think that is a powerful lesson. I had the same way when I was a kid and I had to go do things or go help a neighbor. I just would moan and groan and think, why do I have to do this? But. The reality is you, you you feel you feel good you feel like you're you're doing something important and 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 whatever you had to sacrifice to do it is you know pales in comparison to that feeling of of peace and of, of gratitude for the opportunity to serve yeah that was what i guess i was most surprised about uh, as we were finishing up that day and we ended up going back the next day we'll probably we have a group of young men going over tonight but uh, as I left, she, of course, was expressing gratitude for us. And I knew she was grateful because I could see the situation. But, you know, the reality is I felt like I got a lot more than she did uh, from that experience, from that service. And that's kind of what we're talking about. So I was thinking about this. Well, you know, how, how do you have opportunities to serve? I know there's great service organizations that have started online that... that um, you can literally say, this is where I live, and they've organized service activities. Of course, uh, sometimes churches do service activities. But I find the most interesting times I have uh, these kind of experiences is when it's something that I feel like something's telling me, uh, God or His Spirit, there's a, there's a clear need, and, and then you get, you get the thought, go do something, right? Mm -hmm. And then your first thought is, well, I don't know how that's going to go. They might not want help. I don't really know the situation. Again, the resistance. But I have found is, as I push through and follow that prompting, that internal voice, that always something good comes from that. I think about a, it's been about a year now that a, my neighbor across the street from me passed away. Uh, he was in his 80s. He was a world-class mechanic. Um, him and his wife lived across the street from us, and they didn't have any family near them. And I was always amazed when I'd see him getting around, because I think he was 88, and he was uh, thin as a rail. He'd lost a lot of weight. He'd had some illnesses. But he'd always come out and say hi, and we'd have a nice chat. And sometimes we'd have the opportunity to help them out with some things around the yard um, when they would, you know, we would offer or they would ask. And then, interestingly enough, my son got into uh, restoring a car, and then he would come over and give us some advice, and he was very kind to my son, and, you know, again, a world-class mechanic. So I came home from work one day, and my wife said that he had, he had passed the day before, and I had seen an ambulance stop by, but there had been one not too long earlier, and I, I just didn't think that anything any more serious. It happened very suddenly within two days, and so... 
the next morning I wake up to go to work and as I'm getting ready to leave, of course I look across the street and here's the house and here's some cars and I'm, I'm like, okay, their kids are here. And uh, again, this is just the next day and I'm getting ready to drive to work and as clear as could be, the thought comes to my mind, you should go over there. And of course my thought is, well, we weren't that close. I mean, we were just good neighbors. Mm-hmm. Um, their f- kids are just here. He just passed away yesterday afternoon in the hospital. I said, they probably need some time. It was pretty early even. And, uh, but the, the thought was very clear. And I've learned to listen when that thought comes. So I take a deep breath. I walk across the street and knock on the door. I wait for a minute. I'm thinking, all right, they're, you know, they're not, they're not, they're taking time to themselves. And all of a sudden, uh, this girl answers, the lady answers the door. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, I'm, hey, I'm Joe Winkle. I live across the street. And she's like, oh, come right in. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. I was just going to, you know, offer my condolences and see what could be done. And, and uh, she said, oh, just come on in. And so brings me in. And here's the widow, our neighbor, and her two daughters and a son. And just them. And uh, and an in-law and me. And they're just sitting around talking. And I'm feeling I'm really out of place here. <laughs> this is... <laughs> This was a huge mistake. <laughs> it often comes about, I say, I've made a huge mistake. But, but then we sit down and we start talking. And they kind of share with me the experience they had with him and his passing. And they are great Christian people. They have great faith. And they talked about how they felt that it was his time. And they had said a prayer with him. And they felt you know, him close as he left. And, and, and they really were expressing gratitude and of course, then I got to be there and I got to also express my gratitude for his life and his kindness and also my faith in God and, and where he was, um, that he was with God. And, and this, it was, there was a very strong spirit there. And then, of course, I, I just was able to say, well, you know, what do you need help with? And because I know many connections in town and their kids from out of town and the wife, of course, and him, you know, they kind of kept to themselves. I was able to help them make some plans and also uh, get some meals going. And I ended up being there an hour and a half and it was just a, a really beautiful time. And also um, give some assurances to their kids that would be, because I figured the widow would go with the kids mm-hmm. to, back to California where they all live, but she, she wanted to stay and they were worried about now their mom being there alone. And you now we were able to make some assurances we'd be looking out for her. But again, so I, I share that story again, not to you know put attention on me, but that my thought was not a good time. I'm I'm in the wrong place. But as you mentioned, you know that God knows better, and when we learn to listen to His voice and follow it, big things happen, and we can be a part of something He's trying to do. Not that I did anything special in that moment. I really just sat there and had a chat, but it was a great experience in a different way to serve than I had. Yeah, and it doesn't always have to be, it doesn't always have to start out as something big, like like you said, just not going to knock on the door, expecting just to offer condolences and leave to turn into helping take care of the family while they're there and take care of the widow. Um, but you had mentioned, you know, how how do you get started or what's, you know, how what's the best way to do it? And for me and our family, what's worked well is 
is just doing what you can. You know, you, you didn't stretch yourself out of your, out of what you could promise to this family. But, and of course, I think I sound like a broken record with this, but my wife is one that keeps me serving other people. And I think I'm so, or I am so grateful for that. But one story that comes to mind was about, about five or six years ago. We had a family in our neighborhood that just, they were just going through some some tough times, and 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 my wife and the mother, the, the wife were were good friends, and uh, she had called me. My wife called me one day at work and said, told me about this phone conversation where this family was behind on their utilities, and so she was on her way to the utility office to catch up so that they wouldn't get their utilities shut off. And on the way, uh, she ran over a nail in her car and had to go buy a new tire for her. For her vehicle and, and how stressed she was that she couldn't, you know, because of the tires, she couldn't catch up on her utilities and what was she going to do? It was near Christmas time and, and my wife said, can I please go catch this family up on their utilities? And she said, it probably means that we won't get as much for each other for Christmas, but I really feel like this is what we need to do as a family. Of course, I said, absolutely, I'm fine with that. I think it's unique to look at a, an opportunity to serve like that and kind of say, you know, so what? So, so what happens if we do this thing? You know, my wife and I maybe don't spend as much on, on each other for Christmas. It wasn't even an issue, but I just think even if it was an issue then, when I look back five years from then and say, man, that was, that was a terrible Christmas because I was expecting to get so much and I didn't. Of course, I don't. I'm, I'm not that. I'm not that kind of person. My wife isn't either. And um, and in reality, it became one of the most memorable Christmases for us because we stepped outside of ourselves, and we were able to serve someone who really genuinely needed it. And 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 maybe I hope that my kids saw their mother take an opportunity to put other people's needs above her own. And, and again, it's just a, it was a joyous experience for us. It was something we could do, and and so we just did it. And yeah, we had to sacrifice something that, in the grand scheme of things, wasn't that meaningful to us. It was much more meaningful to us to help this family than it was to help ourselves at Christmas time. So um, yeah, I just think for me, you do what you can. I think you always want to do more, but but sometimes, like in your story, knocking on the door is the thing that leads to. Maybe a bunch of people in the neighborhood stepping in to help this widow or this family in need. And for us, we felt the true spirit of Christmas that year because my wife was in tune to someone that she cared about and their needs and their struggles. Um, We were blessed with the opportunity to help them. And you're right, going back to what we talked about, that was, we didn't feel like we had any problems at that point. I'm sure we had some things that we were struggling with or we were stressed about, but when we took the focus off of ourselves, we didn't even think about any of those things. And I just think that's, it's just so cool. It's just fun to experience that. It is. I, I love that, uh, you know, that, that I think a lot of people have had thoughts of Christmas is usually a time where people start to think this way and look out for each other a little bit more. I think that's what makes it spe- such a special time is how we change, and, and, and it's on a broad scale. I was listening to a great um, program on the radio of a family. They're interviewing a family who for years had 
they they save all year for Christmas and they take all that they've saved and they they do Christmas for another family and it was their daughter who was uh, a younger teen and she's saying we've been doing this for like seven years and she said it is the greatest thing we do all year and so they they give their Christmas to somebody else they work hard they save and they give their Christmas to something else but what I was most impressed with it wasn't the parents talking about this it was yeah. their daughter and you could feel her passion for this lesson in it it really helped me think of this concept again about what principles are we teaching yeah. you know I know that you have some fun things you've done with your kids uh, at restaurants mm-hmm. and giving something special to people I think you know that's a way of teaching and passing something on we had a uh, I had an experience the other day I have a I have seven children four sons and let me tell you, there's not ever a service project I've done that they're not dragged along <laughs> with me because I want to, them to learn service and the joys of service. And even for the unwilling heart can be softened mm-hmm. when you see the results of service. And it was really great. Uh, my One of my sons, he's a pretty quiet guy, not the type to approach a stranger at all. But he just got his driver's license and he had stopped by a hardware store and saw someone who had uh, had to do a repair on their vehicle. And they asked, he, he walked over and said, is there a way I can help you? And, you know, he's not a mechanic or like me, <laughs> a lot of skills. Uh, and the guy said, well, I just need a jack. And, uh, and he said, oh, well, we have one at my house. I live down the street. And so he jumped in his vehicle and, and he got home right as I was coming home from work and I and he was trying to load this big floor jack we have. And I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, the guy's broken down. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, let's head on over. And we jumped in his his car that he had just bought, and we ran over there, and, and the guy was gone. And, and it was dark. And, and I'm like, how long ago was this? He's like, oh, like 15 minutes ago. And I said, well, I, and his truck's not here? No. And and he said, let me go in the store. And so he goes in the store and comes out. He's like, oh, he, he came in and he went and bought one. He bought a oh. jack. <laughs> And I'm like, man, how long has it been? He's like, I, I just left and you saw me. And so it really had only been maybe 15 minutes. But for me, I was so happy to see his courage mm-hmm. that he at 16 years old was to walk up to a man without any experience in auto mechanics and say, can I help you? And then he was willing to help. And it just, again, made me think we can create events to help our children learn these places of happiness. And in the end, as we start off, this might be the very thing that gets them out of their struggles, their darkness, their difficulties. Um, when you feel overwhelmed, when you feel like your circumstances are more than you can bear, bear and you're, you're literally trying to figure out any way out and you're even pleading with God to deliver you from your circumstances, the reality is, you can get involved in someone else's circumstances and maybe maybe yours don't change but you help change someone else's and that changes you and and then that is the fastest way out of of your problems and i've found that to be true and i'm grateful for the lesson that god keeps teaching me in this and how consistent this principle is there's never been a time i've offered service that i haven't been a better person on the other side of it. And so I I think that's a a good message for us always to want to share with others. 
Yeah, and I will add this, and you may not even remember this, Joe, but I I'm personally have been a recipient of service from you and your sons uh, when we moved here. Uh, oh, yeah. We, uh, I was, <laughs> the circumstances that. of our moving here, I was alone <laughs> with a moving truck, and and you, Joe, and your sons came and helped me unload the the uh, the moving truck, and I couldn't tell that they were dragged there, but I sure yeah. do appreciate it, and it's something that I haven't forgotten three and a half years later, and so... Um, <laughs> I, so, I had forgotten that, man, that's funny. <laughs> but I, I would agree and just say that, you know, as we talk about parenting and fatherhood, I've, I've often felt that this might be one of the most important lessons I teach my kids, hopefully by example, is that when, when I see someone in need or the opportunity to serve someone, I take it, whether it's helping someone unload a moving truck or grieving with someone who's lost a loved one or helping someone fix a flat tire doesn't really matter. But the, what matters, I think, is this idea that, that when someone is in need, I feel blessed enough to be able to help. And I hope that my children see that example. So awesome. Well, we of course appreciate everyone who's listened to our podcast today. We encourage you to go out and like and share this episode so other people can learn more about service and the blessings that come through helping others. Thank you. We are so glad you could join in on the podcast, Fatherhood, Perspectives on Righteous Intentional Parenting. You can find us on all the best podcast sites. Please subscribe and share. And be a part of the conversation by sharing your ideas, posing questions, and making suggestions. Drop us a line at fatherhoodperspectives at gmail.com. That's one word, fatherhoodperspectives at gmail.com. This segment was recorded and engineered by Jim Fugate. The music for this podcast was provided by thepodcasthost.com and Alitu, the podcast maker. Find your own free music over at thepodcasthost.com slash free music.